Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. I'm going to record uh, all of it that way. Like, because I was listening to that, the four-hour part. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were talking, like, good stuff, but it was just the music. Was the, the music in the back, yeah. So now, we can really just listen to music the entire time. Really? Yeah, and I'll just cut it out, that track. Oh, okay. Because I have it multi-tracked. Okay, I see. That's like a layer. You can just pull that layer off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking, bro. Look at that. Lyrical, miracle, spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> Using our senses. Okay. That's what's up. That's a good idea. I like that. This is still the same song, too. Like, this song is gnarly, bro. Many Ripple tend to be singing, singing. Maya Rudolph got to be able to sing. I think she can. Didn't she sing for something on SNL once? I think she sang one of her mom's songs. But I don't remember how... You want this? Uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Bro, the 70s? It's undefeated. Ooh. That would have been my time, honey. I would be out here... Thotting and bopping <laughs> in the baddest sundresses, <laughs> the baddest maxi dresses, the baddest sunglasses. The seventies was so dope that even the men were bad bitches. The big, the big jewelry, <laughs> honey. I would be fly af. The bell bottoms, the platforms, the halter tops. My titties and a halter top. <laughs> <laughs> that was my era. The 70s is undefeated, man. Them afros? Yeah. The only thing is, which body hair. That's the only difference. <laughs> you got to put up with body hair. Yeah. yeah. But I guess, you know. It was a different time. You know? <laughs> Like, uh, his dad had a whole bunch of old Playboys from like the 70s and 80s. Different time, man. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, hey, it's just wild. But that's why fucking porn is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Be making you think some shit is normal. It's not. I'm glad I didn't really get into trying to like discover porn until. I was a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. When I was about 17, 18, I guess when it was like, okay. Yeah. But by, like, this niggas ever watching porn at like nine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You can't have a normal sex life. Like, I knew kids were talking about it, but 
I wasn't like trying to go investigate and find. I just mm-mm. <laughs> my uh at grandma, this girl I was like in love with. She uh we always bonded over music. She has a really good uh so she always calls me her musical soulmate because she hey if only but anyway <laughs> she played this one day and I was like this is my shit this is Minnie Rippleton and she a whole ass mommy with two kids I was like man they gonna grow up with great music in the car that's why I'm trying to be that dad yeah. I hope my kids grow up uh, surrounded by good music like my mom didn't listen to any of the secular music and I was talking to her the other day and she was talking about how she only listened to like Sinatra and stuff when she was young so she grew up in the greatest era of music and was listening to shit from the 50s like Nat King Cole uh, jazz and just all the stuff my mama be trying to say that she didn't listen to secular music but somehow she be knowing all the songs <laughs> When they be coming on <laughs> Conveniently <laughs> So I don't be believing hoes When they say <laughs> Dead ass though You're Like I bet you know these songs though I tried I always try to do that with my mom The only song that it got me like that Wait one second The only song it got me like that Was uh, I started singing uh, Sail On by the Commodores mm-hmm. She knows the Commodores So the Bee Gees and the Commodores Is the shit that, was, that she was sneaking Listen to But yeah And Stevie of course but Stevie was everywhere Yeah It's like Beyonce now it's like you can't avoid mm-hmm. Those Titans man Nah I know, I know my parents were out here Listening to everything my dad was especially my dad my dad knows like all the songs I'm a perfect mix of my parents to be honest like it's not just one I'm I'm mostly like my mom but I'm definitely more like my dad (laughs) (laughs) my sister was on the rocks thing today they shouted her and Marcus out. What? And then I got the shout out from the thing today. She was like, how crazy is it that that happened on the same day? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the she church. Did, yeah. I thought you meant The Rock. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So she having a, a ministry. Yeah. She's going that route. Meanwhile, I'm dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight. <laughs> if she only knew. Right. She finally followed our pod page. I thought she already was. You mean like on Facebook? Or no, Instagram? Instagram. Bro, I, I realized the other day that I got drunk, <laughs> and then I made a uh, a dirty uh, rap playlist, <laughs> and 
and I did, what you mean dirty rap like WAP and like the history um, of like this dirty ass rap <clears throat> and I I didn't realize it because I didn't name it I just named it three dots mm-hmm. and I was like I'm playing mental games with my fucking self <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting riddles on my old fucking self. I wish I could do shit like get drunk or high enough to make a playlist. (laughs) I have to be very focused to make a playlist. Like I was showing my mom and sister how I do the the music stories. Because they all link together. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was song- she's like, how many songs do you know? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> how can you really? How can anyone really answer that question? I don't know. But some people, I mean, some people really don't listen to music like that, where they could name. Like I remember when I first started working with Wendy. That's crazy to she, me. She didn't like know a whole bunch of songs. She's also the person that told me Pitbull was better than Kanye, and I wanted to quit <laughs> that day. So apparently, <laughs> Cardi is divorcing Offset? Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I just see a lot of it on Twitter, and I'm just like, damn. I wonder if she goes through it through with it this time now. Did they say why? Uh uh-uh. uh. I know somebody posted like a screenshot where she said something like and eventually she got tired of going through it or something. Said that hood romance shit. <laughs> Deliver me from toxicity. Mm-mm. I wonder if he was just still cheating on her. I'm sure. I don't understand you could cheat on Cardi B, though. Man. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Because the way she talks about sex doesn't seem like she doesn't know what she's doing. Niggas be insecure. I really think that plays a big part in a lot of this shit. Definitely. They get, they're insecure. They get a certain amount of money that allows for them to have way more than most other people would and they think that that's gonna get them through life yeah and so now not only are you insecure but you don't really know how to communicate the way you need to because you're insecure but you don't have to because you have money you can get other people to do what you need for you and I don't know. I just hope I'm, I'm never like that. Yeah. It's inevitable. That's the only reason why I think a lot of people say men cheat is because they're trying to see if they still have it. Like, they're co- It's their only way of hunting. You're not. But it's also that validation. Yeah. And you're not literally starving. So you have to have something to try to conquer. Mm-hmm. That's how we're conditioned to be. 
either it's athletics or it's women or it's something. We're always chasing that. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're fucked up. I'll admit it. I'm fucked up. Mm-hmm. Somebody said Cardi B can get another offset, but he can't get another Cardi B. Oh, yeah. These are facts. They uh, Every time a team is eliminated from the playoffs, uh, me and Al Hawson does this thing called the Rick Pertino game mm-hmm. where you name people that used to work I mean, they used to play for the team that got eliminated and be like, they ain't walking through the door. <laughs> ain't no other Cardi B walking through Offset's door. Not that's at a, all. That's a once in a lifetime. I mean, I don't know how niggas think that Nas is better than fucking hoes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that should be pissing me off. I don't know why. Hi, beasts. <laughs> Niggas is trying to be on a new wave. And plus, I mean, Nas be on them hotel bars too. So it's a lot of them niggas that be like, yo, he's spitting that lyrical miracle spiritual. Yeah, that's true. And Bomani Jones always says, Nas makes music for people that read self published books. Ah, uh, that is so fucking true. <laughs> you like your invention? It's pretty good concoction there. A wine slushy. Yep. Man, if Sonic ever added alcohol. Ooh, if they got the adult pouches. Ooh. Nigga. Sonic Capri Suns. Oh. God, please somebody come up with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I need some rogue Sonic employee to be like, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start attaching uh, <laughs> mini vodkas to these Right. <laughs> Memphis Bleak was alright It's just Hove just try, Like tried to put his nigga on Too much mm. Hove is the best friend Of all time <laughs> He tried to keep making that Memphis Bleak shit work It's true Like They say Bleak grew up Like he was like Younger than Hove But they grew up in the same building So like he always We see him around the way Be like yo This nigga remind me of me It's funny how niggas only be one to help niggas that look like <laughs> remind them of right. Like, hey, nigga, remind me just of me. I see you. I know your I potential. See me and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that also. But I don't know what we need to really investigate like men relationships not from like a weird standpoint but men will be way more loyal to men yeah it's very i'm not gonna say weird but it's very interesting yeah the the bond like that's why i've always said i really enjoy just like listening to guys like talk and chat because like literally listening to how y'all's brains works is honestly fascinating like <laughs> i don't know there's just a different kind of chemistry that's like y'all are y'all are 
definitely way more vulnerable around men than you are women um you're sillier you're like way more carefree when you're when you're around your boys like i don't know it's just like even like down to this the episodes where i record without you are i don't know it's 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 just different not like even though i'm close as hell to you of course like the episode with thomas like we're just going balls to the wall Mm -hmm. at it and then it was shit that he was like, make sure you don't put that in. It's because we grew up talking to other men. We didn't grow up talking to women for real without. Damn, that sounds fucked up now that I think about it. Without trying to like date them and stuff. I don't know, because I still feel like the possibility of dating women is always men's motives. That's what I'm saying. We didn't grow up doing that straight men didn't grow up doing that with other men but I, yeah men relationships are different i don't know i don't feel like women are as real with each other like i can i'll straight up tell my friends like nigga you fucking up you about to fuck up some real shit like i'll be real with my male friends yeah i think i think it doesn't happen happen as often it's also like just like when you have real male friends and you're a woman like i'll tell you the truth about shit yeah um i don't know i feel like y'all are able to y'all's friendships do tend to be like have longevity too yeah definitely I feel like that happens for girls, but it's not as um, it's not as often. Like it's not at the same rate, I guess. I feel like y'all are forced to, like y'all are uh, pushed towards putting all your relationships in romance. Yeah. Where we, whereas it's always bros over hoes. Mm-hmm. Y'all are definitely able to. Um, relax more and just chill more with each other and not have this pressure to be trying to find a wife right and all it takes is for one of y'all to get married for it to be um, a monkey see monkey do and then everybody's chain reaction well i guess you know it's that time (laughs) it's time to grow up bro guess we should just do it then everybody's married in the next five six years like i was thinking about it Including my brother, like almost all my friends got married within a three year period. Mm-hmm. If Chance had lived, he would definitely would have been married and divorced at least twice now. <laughs> 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 like, it's just, that's just how things are. I don't know why it's like that, though. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like just the general fact of men having more like freedom in life makes them have better relationships with people yeah i could definitely say that we're not as oppressed in that way even as black boys we're not we're coddled Mm. i think that's also where a lot of that fuck boy shit comes from being coddled being like how he was the king he's my little king he's my little man Mm -hmm. just set up a precedent for women to bow down to you for the rest of your fucking life even if you have older sisters they baby you 
little bit of uh, tell it, when you have older sisters, that's just like your second mom. <laughs> yeah, Maria can tell me stuff that Maria can talk to me in a way that my mom can't. Yeah, but she's also able to detach herself mm-hmm. more. But that's also why she's doing counseling stuff too, as a counselor. My mom can't do that. I'm trying to address my mommy issues while I got time. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get through this phase. Man, I slowly try, but my mom is very defensive. Mom, too. Like, should we been... um, (laughs) We've been wanting to, like, redo our living room for a while, so we finally got it painted. So it was basically like a neutral color like this. But um, we changed it to like a light gray because gray is just like the thing now in home right. decor. Everybody's into like gray tones. So I was thinking like just trying to help her with color palettes. And I'm like, so now that you have such a light neutral, you can really go like in a lot of different directions with your color. You know, what have you thought about? What are you thinking about? Do you want to just keep it in the same tones and do like darker gray, black furniture? You know, how do you want to do it? She's like, no, I want some color, but I don't want it to be too crazy. So I was like, well, why don't you do navy? Like navy couches, like those old school, like those old school couches are really coming in. Like the the vintage looking couches are coming back in yeah, style the mid-centuries now. like the the tufted the pillowy velvet looking like okay. so i was like if you get yeah. like you can get a nice couch maybe get a chair or two recliners or something and like let that be it um and so she agreed on like the blue so we were gonna go with just like blue with silver accents because we just felt like the silver would go with the gray whatever decided on that so we just go into fucking um rooms to go one day and we're looking at stuff and she sees one couch in there that she likes and she thinks we'll go with the living room and i agreed i'm like yeah it could work but i'm in the mindset of like we're just looking around like we're we're not trying to make a decision today she's in the mindset of no i'm trying to make a decision today so trying to make shit happen she like orders that and i was like oh like i didn't know we were locked in on that but okay but while waiting for that to come in to decorate she's just pulled like a bunch of random blue shit into the living room (laughs) i guess to just try to get a feel of what blue would feel like in the room i don't know so our living room looks a hot ass mess right now (laughs) because she won't just like sit down and just like wait for things to come or wait for somebody to help like she does this all the time she has to be like in so much control over things and like my mom's the same person bro (laughs) i try to talk to her and tell her like if you would just wait like if you would just wait you could get you could get the help that you need like you be doing stuff and i don't even be knowing you be doing it like she'll just leave the house and be at the furniture store like well what are you doing at the furniture store <laughs> you didn't say nothing about going to the furniture store you just out here making decisions i'm like i know for a fact that she's trying to keep herself busy right now mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that's definitely her um, distracting herself. But it's like it always gets to these points where we have to sit her down and talk to her about like just chilling out. Like stop trying to be in so much control that you are doing all these tasks and just always busy doing stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just. It's hard to talk to your mom about like where they kind of need to change. Yeah. But and it should be the opposite, but it's, I feel like it's even harder if it's a conversation that you've touched on already. Yeah. Because it's like. It's a sore spot. You have to try to do the yes, dance around it. Yes. And so it's just like the extra denial. And I'm like, man, like. We've talked to you about this before, like <laughs> per our last email, you said you were going to try to work on it, you know, and here we are again, like, like she has, <laughs> she has to go into my room for things. She just convinces herself that she has to go in my room when I'm not at home. Like she still does that. Like, even if it's just for something simple, like sitting my mail down on my bed. And I'm like, you can sit my mail down on the table we have in the living room like dad does all the time. Like, Right. And so we've had the conversation before about, you know, her saying, you know, well, you can have say in, in what goes where and whether or not I be in your room when you have your own place and yada, yada, yada. This is still my, like that kind of thing. And I was just like, okay, like that's kind of, one of those things that our parents need to unlearn. Yeah. Um, Because you can't, because my parents have been like very supportive of me um, while I've been job searching plenty of times in my life. And I'm grateful to have parents like them that aren't just like, you know, figured out. So um, they always help me out, but, To me, it's just like, at what cost? Because the only thing that I ask for is is true privacy. Yeah. Like, the only thing that I ask for is that you stay out of my space. Like, don't tell me that, you know, you're here for whatever and, you know, to not be afraid to ask for things and this, that, and the third. And tell me that you, you know what I'm saying, that you're here to help but then when I ask for this one thing to just be sacred right now, you know what I'm saying? For my own mental health sake, you can't do that. And why? Because you still feel the need to, I guess, know about what I'm doing or just always wanting to pee. And I'm just like, if you really feel like you have to snoop, that means you're not engaging with me enough. Like You're not trusting me. Or why don't you yeah, just talk to me about shit? Like you can talk to me about things. That's why I was like, that is part of the reason I was like, I gotta get, up, get the fuck out of this house. That and the other day was the anniversary of me getting my truck, and I was like talking to my mom about it, and I was like, yeah, you really were trying to talk me out of getting that truck. 
And then she was like, I just feel like if you have a free car, you should just keep the free car if it's a little maintenance and all this. I was like, yeah, but you don't understand. I had to do that. I, I was doing the dance. I was like, what I wanted to say was, I had to do that so you would quit having control over me like that. Where you say, you do some passive aggressive bullshit and I always do exactly what you want. Bro, the passive aggressiveness. That's the shit that I don't like. I cannot stand passive aggressiveness and it is so hard being a Sagittarius <laughs> and having to suppress that dealing with <laughs> other people not knowing how to communicate exactly. directly like <laughs> it literally fucks me up like oh my god so my mama had asked me in the midst of her doing all this crazy ass fucking decorating and just running herself rampant around the house and around the city for decorations so she asked me to spray paint our um coffee table and end tables silver like she got like a like frosted looking silver spray paint and it looks good so i was sitting on the couch i'm like in the middle of doing like an assessment for a job application or something and so you know she asked me she's like hey you know i want you to spray paint these tables so I looked at her and I nodded. Then I kept filling out my application. So maybe like five minutes later, she sits back down and she's like doing her work because she works from home. And she's like, I wonder if it's supposed to rain today. And I'm like, <laughs> blew it off, blew it off. I hate when they do that. Continue to do what I was doing. <laughs> So then she gets up and she goes into the kitchen and she's taking like her multivitamins. And finally, I guess it was just like just bubbling inside her. But finally she goes, well, thank you, Kim. And I looked up. I said, I said, for what? <laughs> she was like, well, I asked you to paint those tables for me. And I was like, like I blew up. I was like, I dropped my phone. I was like, <laughs> started putting on my pants put my shoes on go outside get my gear on she's like no 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 it's it's okay what were you doing something and i was like yeah i'm filling out job applications right now like let me finish what the fuck i'm doing it hasn't even been 20 minutes since you asked me and it's like 11 o'clock in the day there's so much daylight left in the day like <laughs> calm down these tables or silver and now they don't match nothing that we got in here right now because we don't have our new shit yet like i don't know why you're in such a hurry like please just calm down please just calm down and it's just like stuff like that yeah i hope that i don't have to drop everything you're doing and do what i say i don't mentality. like that i don't and, and she has always been that way and I have said to her over and over again, because she's always like, see, y'all be dragging your feet. Y'all be waiting too long. You got to get stuff done. You got to get up and go. You got to make sure you stay on top of things. You got to always blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I know this is what you've taught us, but now I'm an adult. And that's just not how I am. It's no. never been how I am. But now that I'm an adult, the way that my body reacts to your way of living <laughs> Still lets me know that this is not for me. 
And so I can make the decision on whether or not I become the person that you trained me to become or go my own way. And I feel like going my own way on this. I don't always feel like getting up and moving on things immediately. Yeah. In every aspect of my life. I don't. I'm Especially a laid back urgent. person. Like, I just don't. I'm not a. Huh, huh, oh, my God. OK. OK. Deadline that like now in the, in the office setting at work. Am I organized? Do I keep everything like that? Yes. But in my day to day life, I'm just not a. Oh, we got to have this done by one. And if it's not done by one, then that's just a huge problem. Like, I'm not that person. I catch myself doing that now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm becoming her. (laughs) But it's like she can't. She they really I think this is very common with parents. But she feels like because she raised us that that's just automatically who we're supposed to become. Right. Like our parents are not necessarily raising us to be them. They're raising us to be who they want us to be very true but like i said there comes a time where you realize that you just don't feel like following that shit no more yeah and this it's not necessarily a bad thing and it's not saying that what we were taught was bad but it's just like it's yeah it doesn't fall in line with who i am as a person not who i am as a person and i don't feel like I don't feel like it's life or death. I don't feel like it's hindering me in any way. We're just two different types of people. But she cannot. (laughs) She cannot accept that for some reason. She cannot accept. She does not like that at all. At all. I don't know. man. I just. I'm trying my hardest to just. Find who I am, divorced from who I was supposed to be. Raised to be, right? Yeah. It's just, I'm just, I'm glad I'm going through this now before I have children. Mm-hmm. Like even down to like i'm noticing the things that like have influenced me just based on my personality on stuff i've watched and stuff like like when i was watching girlfriends and stuff that's what i was thinking i was like a lot of that should that should influence us i know but it's weird seeing it now and being like yo Mm -hmm. just the level of it and then it's also one of those like uh, like Socrates questions of like it's pious pious because the gods love pious are we like that because we've consumed this media or are we like that because we're the age of the media like Joan is 29 I don't think that's a question you can ever know the answer to it isn't like it's just one of those philosophical questions of like chicken or egg right and I've been trying to wonder what is it because it's things she's going through that is very age specific. Mm-hmm. Now she's advanced in her career way more than people Anybody really are, be right, you especially know. a black woman. Yeah, especially a black woman in L.A. <laughs> in two thousand, like 
unheard of to be a partner of a law firm and William also to be a partner of a law firm that's like some Tiger Woods shit Mm -hmm. and but some of the like relationship stuff that she's going through is so relatable yeah but I just wonder how much of it is relatable because I just I have that same time stamp in my head I'm like I'm 30 I don't have anybody what all that shit because I, I really know. I really felt like I was going through that last year bad yeah this year not so much just because you know, with COVID and everything else reality is just a little warped <laughs> but I wonder is it the media or is it that's just what 30 looks like to all of us I think I honestly just still think that it's it's both it's just it's just that cycle of life in imitating art imitating life imitating art like right. because it's not the first tv show that has had those types of storylines about you know what i'm saying right. like friends is the same way um living single martin like mm-hmm. all that you know what i'm saying so it's not necessarily that it's not the media in that way i guess i don't know i don't know it's it's interesting like, clearly it's a it's a new generational thing i guess yeah because our parents age they were still they were they were still very like traditional and get married young have kids and yeah. blah 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 start families young and we're starting families later if not never But I don't know. I've it's been weird what rewatching mm-hmm. girlfriends to say the least. Especially like the similarities between this and insecure also make me be like, is insecure just a ripoff of girlfriends? It could be. It could very well be. Because Molly and Tony Childs are the exact same person, and the fact they look alike—the fact that they look alike—makes me think that that can't be an accident. And then Issa and fucking uh, and Joan, Joan are the same person. Curly hair, big eyes. Yeah, like the only difference is Issa's darker. It is crazy. It could very well be. And then, like, <laughs> I can't remember who tweeted it. They were like. Uh, Tony Childs walked so Molly could fly <laughs> in toxicity. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I can't decide who's more toxic though. Joan Ooh. or uh, mm-hmm. Joan or uh, I don't keep wanting to call her Molly. <laughs> uh, Tony. They're toxic in their own ways. Joan yeah. is a dumpster fire, just like Issa was. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think either one is more than the other. It's just on different intensities on different levels of things with their toxicity. Like their toxicity cuz it just reaches lots of things in their lives. Where are you at on the rewatch? Uh, I am deep into season 2, that's for sure. I think I know I'm past episode 13. I did skip ahead to the one that I guess you retweeted about the where she was like, I just need 
he needs me. I just needed that. Oh yeah. I skipped and watched that episode because I was like, I gotta see exactly what the fuck this context is, mm-hmm. and it's way worse than I ever could imagine. <laughs> yeah, she had just broken up with uh, what's his name that moved to New York, the one who had the sex addiction addiction. Yeah. Uh, and, and she, then I get yeah, but she broke up with that young dude she was dating too, the one that the played the male man, the male guy, the one that was the DJ that played uh yeah Tia's boyfriend and sister sister. Mm-hmm. She broke up with him to like that night thinking she was gonna get with what's his name because he was coming back and he didn't want that. Yeah, and he, he lied and said he was engaged. I Bro. missed that part. Yeah, that shit is ooh, it's way worse. <laughs> like, so she was literally talking about she needed old boy just to have sex with him. She was gonna break her three month rule just because all of that shit happened in one day. But she's so fucking toxic that she broke up with that young dude thinking, well, yeah, she, now she was like, my boyfriend's coming back. back. Yeah, and he's like boyfriend. She's like, well, he's my ex boyfriend, but he moved and he said if, it was understood if he ever came back. I'm like. Man, I hate her just as much as I hated Issa the last couple seasons before this one. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, man. It's weird. I'm so it's much. Just, it's just very crazy watching watching people like go through the same shit that you've gone through but in very specific ways yes like how is it that we're all sharing such experiences so closely but no one has figured it out right (laughs) (laughs) what is the secret (laughs) no one got the game on lock for real no because we keep going you know the other thing is we don't share the information when we people do figure it out, they're like, I'm gonna keep this shit secret. Mm. I think that's it too. But like, I don't know, man. It's just it's weird. Like I'm a mix like the feminine part of my personality is Joan as fuck, but I'm William in all ways. I'm like forty percent William. Yeah. We're twins, though, so it makes sense. (laughs) Especially on the love life. But, man, William turned out to be way more controlling himself. And, like... Yeah. Well, Yvonne... Once he started dating Yvonne, and then it got serious, and then when they got married, like, he made her quit her job. Like, William. Somebody quit their job. (laughs) For William. Somebody quit their job for William. And not just their job, but this is something that Their she career has path. loved. Like, this is something that she enjoys and she wanted to put some time into. For William, who looks and talks like Kermit the Frog. And then the nigga, <laughs> the nigga didn't want her to meet his mama. I don't know how far you've gotten. I haven't I, I haven't gotten there yet. He was like hiding his mama from her because his mama, he knew his mama was going to be judgmental. <sighs> oh man, I'm William as fuck. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's, there's so many things. 
so many things. Oh my God, I am William as fuck. Does everybody really have that one free spirit, like hippie friend though? I think so. Or as a composite of different people. I'm trying to think who's the hippie in my. Is it me? (laughs) (laughs) Am I that friend? You are kind of the hippie. You're real earthy. It's it's chill vibe though. (laughs) It's not like. Is that what it is? I mean, I'm partially a hippie too. Actually, I think I am that person. Well, no, I'm not a free spirit sexually because that's a very specific person. Like the the full and you on have a job, <laughs> right? <laughs> I work. You have a job. Um, dang, is Lynn me? That would hurt my feelings. I don't feel like you're Lynn though. But also, we got to talk about that, too, because they made it seem like Lynn was just the scum of the earth. Yeah. She was like, what, 25? And she had, what, two masters? Yeah. And it made it, made it seem like she was just a scumbag. It was like, because no. she, yeah, because she didn't have a super high paying job or sometimes would go without having jobs. Yeah. That's definitely changed because it's so, I'm way more like Lynn than <laughs> that shit. I am a... A reasonably educated person working at a bullshit ass job. That is exactly. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, that is exactly like. It. So I'm a, all right. Let me do my composite then. I'm probably. I'm probably sixty percent Will. <laughs> I'm thirty percent Joan. No, I don't know. I gotta put a little bit of Tony Charles in here because <laughs> she is bougie as fuck. Very. But what hurt me is the level of colorism early on, like from her. Mm-hmm. I don't want my child to be dark, blue, black. There was a lot of um, like the black, white. There was just a lot of ra- <clears throat> Ooh, race <laughs> mentioning that kept going on like throughout. Like when I was texting you, I was saying. um basically like caricatures of stereotypes is what it was like (laughs) I don't know everything was very blatantly like this is about race in your face yeah I also can see how Kenya Barris was one of the writers on this that fits his whole like kind of style I agree Mm mm-hmm I just, I enjoy it. It's just I'm able to look at it different now. When I was younger, I was like, oh, my life would be like this. I'll be like Joan. Because I, uh, I literally thought I would be a lawyer. <laughs> like, I was thinking about that. Like, 13, well, 17-year-old me thought I was going to be a lawyer. I actually thought about doing it recently. Being like, let me just go to law school. I could definitely do it. Yeah. But do I want to? That's a lot of stress. It is a lot of stress. I don't know. Working in a law office. Stress. (laughs) Just working around the shit makes me see enough of it to where I'm like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to. 
have that sh- level of stress. But yeah, it's just different seeing this stuff as an adult. Because I'm really just looking at it like, man, how much of this influenced my life? And what other shows that I've forgotten were that influential to me? Living Singles are close. Because I really just wanted to be as cool as all of them when I got older. I think family matters for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned a lot of bad stuff from Family Matters. (laughs) I am Steve Urkel as fuck. (laughs) You know who I'm not, though? Maya. I absolutely hate Maya's character. Maya on Family Matters? No, on uh, Girlfriends. Oh. Mm. That's... I know a lot of Maya's, though, too. Why do you hate her character? What do you mean? It's just... It's forced ratchetness. Mm. It doesn't come off as authentic. Like I totally feel like if I ran up on Golden Brook, she wouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jill Marie Jones is like Tony, but she's such a good character. Like she played her so well, and she's so gorgeous. And them things was stanging in them early episodes. Man, I was <laughs> definitely making note because for one, they were all so thin. Yes. But for them to be that thin and her titties be that big at the time, I was like, right. Jumped, uh, Tony had a motherfucking rack on her. Bro. <laughs> and, and like, I do remember that infamous King, which I need to have that, like that poster or something. Cause that is a, that's a classic uh, poster. She was fine as fuck, though. I mean, she's still fine, though. But, she yeah. the same. <laughs> but, yeah, she was super tiny with ass and titties. Her and Tracy Ellis Ross are is crazy. Like, that's the best looking cast, hands down, ever. Because Especially later when Keisha Sharp is in it. As a Williams wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's five top notch <laughs> chicks. It definitely had that um, new millennium feel to it, though. Yeah. Especially like the club scenes when they were going. Like, oh, I'm lucky glad I wasn't an adult. In the, yeah, the, the club, the fashion. Um, Everything was so fucking shiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like everybody, uh, so. Everybody just has shiny leather suits and leather. Yeah, leather boy. Ooh, everything. Leather you just bucket. Love some motherfucking leather in the nineties. They had leather bucket hats and everything, <laughs> nigga. You know how hot a leather bucket hat would be. Ooh, sounds miserable. That's got to be some L.A. shit because you can't rock that shit in the south. Not until the winter, deep winter, deep. <laughs> I'm talking January. <laughs> right. And the way it's been going, that's only like one week yeah, in January. True. <laughs> it's going to be super hot every other I feel other like we're going to have a real winter this year for some reason. Like the way shit's been going. That would be. I just feel like the winter is about to like kick our at Like winter. it's going to be some Game of Thrones type shit. <laughs> Winter's going to be wintering. <laughs> winter has come, my nigga. <laughs> Oh, 
Last week was the anniversary of 9 11. Mm-hmm. And it seems to have been divided among uh, racial lines how people were reacting to it. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to say what I wanted to say or not because I feel like people are going to be on my ass about my opinion, but. Do it for the culture. <laughs> I just don't feel like 9-11 is something that we as black people should just start dismissing. Because um, whether we want to accept it or not, we are Americans. And this is something that happened to us, too. And black people died. Black people died. Black people were fighting in the war that that came after you know what i'm saying like and were firemen that ran into those buildings and risked their lives and and or died i just don't feel like i understand that right now we're we're very um anti we're very we just want to push back against everything that we have upheld as tradition and and i get it um And a lot of this is coming from, you know, people saying that or bringing up the fact that white people are always proclaiming that black people need to get over slavery because it was so long ago. So this is what they use, I guess, in revenge is, you know, if y'all tell us to forget about slavery, we should be able to tell y'all to forget about 9-11. Forget about 9-11. And so... I understand um, wanting to forget about 9-11. I really do. But it happened to us. We were a part of a lot of the pain yet again. we It's not something that we can just easily dismiss like it didn't affect our community at all. Me and you were in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And it's our like for people older than us like when challenger blew up so you're at school and you're watching a a disaster happen mm-hmm. i don't think people understand or people that are younger than us won't understand and people that are older than us won't understand what it's like to be in a classroom and you're watching people jump out of windows to kill themselves in live tv yeah and you're 13 well 11. 12 years old We were about to be 13. September of 2001. Oh, yeah. We were about to be 13. Damn, that's crazy. So you're 12 years old and you're watching this shit. You've always felt safe. Mm-hmm. And now you see that they just took out the tallest building in the biggest city in America. What the fuck? It's it, my thought. It wasn't even that for me. Like it. At first, it was just kind of like confusion. Like, your whole world would have changed. Because it's like, okay, all of this stuff is like urgent around the world, but is it anywhere near us? Is it happening to us? Are we in danger now? Like, what does this mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this about? There was a lot of that confusion for me because I was just like, well, 
you know, how is it happening here? But it's such a threat all over the place. I think that was the other thing because I think it was the chain reaction. It was the the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and then the plane that uh, the that they took down in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And it was, so all these things were happening at once, and you're like, the entire world is fucking going to hell right now. What next? Was it's almost the way we feel now, mm-hmm. where we're just like, what the fuck is about to happen next? But it's all within a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the craziest day of our life that's really what it comes down to and so how can we literally look ourselves in the face and tell each other that we should just forget this day because people aren't remembering the fear we remember it because it was a formative age of us mm-hmm. we remember how that felt and it cuts across all racial lines. We gotta. We we have to learn how to resist a little bit better than this. Yeah. We we have to learn how to resist in a way that does not also ostracize other people within our community. But you know what? That's the thing. For most people, the victims of nine eleven are always looked at as being white. Mm-hmm. Because that's just how the media does things. They whitewash everything. Yeah. So instinctively, we're taught or conditioned that this is a white problem. Right. Because you can only you can only sympathize usually with people that look like you. Mm-hmm. It's the tribalism in our society. That's why it's hard for white people to understand that Black Lives Matter, what it really means. Mm-hmm. Because they can only view themselves they can only understand sympathy from somebody that looks like them which is why you need allies right but it's the same thing with black people so we associate oh that's the day that a whole bunch of white people died Mm -hmm. that's not how i feel that's how some people feel so it's easier for you to dehumanize people the same way that we look at middle eastern the racism that came to middle eastern people after that is also what is different i heard so many terms that i had never heard oh yeah and just nasty hideous terms like before that people didn't care if somebody was a muslim or not Mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh you're one of those people and that became a thing that's also why i don't like the whole retail the revisionist history of uh 9-11 when they're like all Americans came together no matter race uh, not if you were fucking Middle Eastern oh yeah no nah. or if you were any anything <laughs> that looked quote unquote foreign yeah it was a whole bunch of you're not a real American or you have to prove yourself prove to be an your American. citizenship and yeah yeah it was a lot of that you're right and there's a lot of fucking just racist running in gas stations and like it yeah that's crazy and we lived through that. We, man. When we, and nothing we was. We said it already, but we have just really been through. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have really been through a lot. This is why we're fucked up. <laughs> Our whole generation. This, this is what it is. We have a different worldview from a lot of. And then now, Generation Z was literally born around this time, so they don't remember it. We can have real memories and real 
fear. Mm-hmm. I remember they canceled our football practice that day. Everybody's like, yeah, after yeah, everything. everybody was getting checked out. Yeah, and everybody was like, man, we just, I don't know, we gotta. It shook everybody. It's how I imagine happened, like when JFK got assassinated or something, where everybody's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because everybody just saw it. I don't know. It's, it was it was very weird. And then um, shortly after that, we had that um, anthrax scare. You know what I just remember, too? We had that and we had the uh, the sniper. Oh, yeah. And he had killed somebody in Birmingham. So niggas were afraid to pump gas. Ugh. <laughs> Somebody said that their dad used to make them pump the gas. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, your daddy was willing to sacrifice you. <laughs> what the fuck? Daddy did not care about you. <laughs> damn. But yeah, so we got we had all of that shit going on at the same time. I keep having to change my meters because I keep moving. But yeah. It's we lived through a lot. I forgot about the anthrax thing. Yeah. So you were afraid to check your mail yeah. and to fucking pump gas. Yeah. And niggas are acting like it's weird for us to not have to wear a mask. <laughs> like, nigga, you know the shit we survived? We take our shoes off at the airport because one guy tried to put a bomb in there. We and, literally pull our shoes off. And then everybody was just like, I guess that's what we got to do. But now niggas is mad that you got to wear a mask. You're infringing on my rights. We can't bring water bottles on planes <laughs> because one person tried to do some shit. That's the other weird thing. And that whole 2001 thing, that's also when Bush got a lot of power to surveillance citizens and they were mm-hmm. tapping people's phones and all this stuff mm-hmm. in the name of uh, homeland security. security and people were just like oh I mean I guess if the government is trying to keep us safe then okay but now the government well not the government because Trump was like fuck, the, fuck them kids <laughs> <laughs> that nigga wild as fuck for that shit why would you tell a reporter oh did you see all that shit no like so this dude was I only writing, see highlights of things I don't see this dude was writing a book on Trump and so he's been interviewing Trump 18 times so right around when the pandemic was getting bad they released some audio from like February where Trump was like oh yeah it's way worse than the flu oh okay so I, I I kept seeing headlines of like oh Trump admitted that he knew blah 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 but they I didn't have him on audio see. saying it oh. and he's like um yeah they're saying it's airborne in fucking february yeah february is so that's when i started seeing like um the celebrities that i watch uh most consistently were posting things about like just like random videos of people in china passing out because of this like virus that was going on um and i didn't really think anything of it because no one has said anything about anything in the states right then it just started for that shit to happen in March for us to shut down in March after hearing about it in February like that but, shit hit quick but it's just weird to hear audio of him saying that the he stuff knew. and then 
in front of people lying and he was like i don't want to cause a panic and stuff like so we all knew he knew but this idiot has it on audio with a reporter and it, like when i listened to it i was it made me mad because it's like it didn't have to be like this that's crazy yeah yeah like it's very nerve-wracking it's very nerve-wracking like Two hundred thousand people died. watching how other people have handled this versus us. It makes me so mad. Like New Zealand is just acting like that happened because Back they handled here. it. Korea, the first case in South Korea happened the same day we had our first confirmed case, and I think they've only had a couple hundred deaths. We got two hundred thousand people and niggas. Or trying to fight to go in Walmart without a mask. It's still people out here who believe that this shit was all fake. That's what that one girl, <laughs> she was texting me when she was bullshitting with me on Sunday. Um, she was like, yeah, so has everything in the restaurant. Oh, and like, honestly, I'm surprised that, you know, none of us have gotten it because we've definitely been out and like at restaurants and you know, we know that there's no way that everything has been completely sanitized and blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just funny that we haven't gotten it. Like, I just think it's weird how, you know, that's happening now. And I'm just like, people really don't. People are stupid. That don't mean that the shit ain't real. Like, for one, we still don't know, you know, what I'm saying everything there is to know about this virus. Maybe it has a shelf life. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. It has gone around so much that some people have built up immunities and, you know, like we we don't know how this thing is happening. Like now, maybe so many people have died from it that that decreased the risk of it spreading. But for y'all to sit here and like really buy into the fact that it's not real. It's like, no, we just didn't handle it in a real way. And then also a lot of us gotta have it and we just don't know but yeah that's the other thing people don't believe the whole asymptomatic thing and i'm like why wouldn't you <laughs> i just don't <sighs> you can be asymptomatic with sexually transmitted diseases. exactly why don't you think we took health <laughs> why what is it apparently not all of us people are fucking stupid and i don't like I hate that people disguise freedom as being like, I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. No, that's not how a civilized society works. And man, too much man, privilege is a, is a, a powerful drug. Like, I just don't, I don't understand that, man. Like that is, that's wild to me. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's very annoying, but all those kinds of people come from his dumbass not doing what he needed to do when he needed to do it not and even still not promoting the usage of masks earlier like that's what makes it so fucked up but if you notice everybody around him always has a fucking mask He's always socially distanced from people for the most part while you were trying so hard to prevent people from panicking you just waited until it was too late to tell everybody that we needed to 
shut things down and protect ourselves, which just created an even bigger panic. Yes. That's the other thing. Like, I feel like I actually low key would have respected him if he had been like, look, we just got to do this now. I would be like, okay, he's a fucking racist, uh, fascist. But I mean, if we had been hearing from him in February about what he knew, you know what I'm saying? Uh, on like some preparatory type, hey, this is what's happening. This is what we know. We may have to take precaution. Like if he had even just started doing that. Just uh, do your job. I just feel like any president, number one, should do that. Yeah. When when there is a fucking disease that's wiping people out that fast. <laughs> that has access to your country. Because everybody is out here on planes. Right. Why wouldn't you let people know like, hey, this is what's happening over here. You know, because of the way things work and the way people travel, we may have to do this in the next coming weeks. Like everybody get ready, prepare for so and so just in case. Would have given this. So much more consideration to me. It Like, even if it still was just shitty after that, <laughs> right? at least you let us know what was going on while it was happening. And it's not something that we find out a month later. Exactly. And it's too late for us to really do anything. One, um, I don't know who said this, but it was said that Kushner had, they thought that it was only going to be in cities. And those are Democratic run. So they were going to be like, well, the poor, de- like the Democrats running cities have been so bad about it. But the Democratic mayors were like, no, nah, we're going to lock this shit down. Like they did what was needed to be done. And it saved people's lives. And now red states, because they listening to uh, Fiora, <laughs> have uh, had explosions with this shit. Mm. We are lucky that as red of a state we live in, it hasn't been more cases. But that's also because of the mass stuff. And then also, we have enough educated people around here to be like, no. Nah. Even Let's some of the. Chill out, yeah, yeah, even some of the. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so it's a little different here. But yeah. people are getting the. We're going to learn the wrong lessons from this the same way we learned the wrong lessons from uh, 2016. About the misinformation and stuff like that. We're like, it's. We just can't let this dude be president again. It's it's imperative. I really, I really hope that people are moving in that direction, but. I don't trust it. At this point, like, you really just never fucking know. And I don't, man. I don't like that. You really never know. With this man. <laughs> I'm just, oh. The anniversary of sorry to this man was the other day. <laughs> I hate to say it. Hope it don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> sorry to this man. I feel like I've been seeing her everywhere now. Even more than mm-hmm. normal. 
ever since she's done the VMA, she's just, I mean, and then. She's on what, Cosmopolitan? She just no. had her birthday, too, I believe. She, uh, somebody was like, a Kiki, st- uh, stay with a job, Palmer. <laughs> somebody else was like, it's just not fair that True. she gets to grow into Angela Bassett. <laughs> I love her little skits. Those are fucking hilarious. Yeah. She's so talented. But what else we got? Oh, anniversary nine eleven. Also was the anniversary of girlfriends the oh, year yeah. before, and the actual day of nine eleven. Jay Z's The Blueprint came out, mm. which is one of my favorite albums. Of course, everybody loves The Blueprint. Like imagine you're a New York rapper. And yo, like your next big album come out, and it's on nine eleven, <laughs> and he still went platinum in a week. Some people would say Illuminati. <laughs> One's mind, soul in his body. <laughs> Secret society trying to keep his eye on me. But yeah, I'm sorry. You good? But yeah, hmm. it's just a lot of shit. I'm trying to see what else I had written down. I'm still like it's. I just really still just think about all of the the aspects of this year and I'm just honestly trying to break it <laughs> break it all down trying to make it make sense trying to make it make sense and it has just been like a mercury retrograde yeah. this year yeah and and, I- and it's I don't understand. It's a Murphy's Law as well. Like it has just really been so fucking crazy. Like literally, think about it. Like everything that has happened and gone wrong, all the people that have died, all the celebrities that have died. The West Coast is on fire, bro. We gotta talk about that shit first of all. And I don't want nobody to slap me for this, but the photo opportunities out there Man, right now. It is it is some award-winning pho- photography going Bro, on. Those orange sky neighborhood pictures. They all look like album covers. Oh. And it's the appreciation and art in me is fighting the humanity in me. Like that shit looks dope as fuck. You like, know you- there's there's photos that you can look at. That you can just like feel the atmosphere. When I see those orange sky photos, I can just like feel. Yeah, I can feel myself like being in that just orange world because just to see that much of the world be that color with the sky, like it's crazy. Just imagine being there though. Like imagine being under a bright orange fucking sky. Like the fear and the beauty within the fear has to be amazing. That feeling though. It's it has to be freeing. But scary as fuck. But that's part of the freedom. Like Yeah. Cause if you're scared that you're gonna die, there's freedom in that. You can appreciate the beauty in it. Be like this would be a beautiful day. or you're you're more apt to make different choices or just to be in awe of it is just weird but yeah bruh but the so okay 
the thing that started the fire is or is not the gender reveals shit that happened a couple weeks ago I, as far as I, everything I've read says that it was that's what I thought and I'm like man we need to we need to normalize not having a fire <laughs> gender reveal <laughs> actually I wonder how those people feel do they get sued do they get fined oh yeah do they get jail time oh yeah <laughs> You can't just start a fucking arson and on be that like, level. Oops. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't do that. Uh, you cannot just do that and be like, "Hey, my bad." Like, yeah, damn, that's crazy, especially but, out there because th- they have a whole bunch of like rules against like fireworks and shit. Oh yeah, they gonna fry them motherfuckers, bruh. But that shit is wild as fuck. I hope everybody's all right too. I just can't imagine. Like I, I'm, like I saw where Emma said that in Portland it was just raining, uh, ash. Yeah, debris. That is nuts, man. And then in the middle of all of this, you also have uh, hurricanes going on. Ooh. And I thought hurricane season was over. Pineapple Express. <laughs> it's too much, Lord. It's too much. <laughs> Like, bruh, you know what the other thing is? I've long uh, thrown away the idea of the actual biblical apocalypse or uh, the book of Revelations as being like, nah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, Trump might be the Antichrist. Wow. You know, that explains it. That explains so much. I would rather just believe that. That's what it is. <laughs> That explains everything. The, the end of days. <laughs> I mean, we did ask at the beginning of uh, all of this shit. Yeah, this is the end of days. I I still love that episode where we came on singing 1999. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it, though. That has to be it. It has to be it. That's the only plausible. And then if you're like me and you read a lot of Left Behind books as a kid, this nigga act just like Nikolai. Uh, <laughs> like he's, man, he got a cult following and everything. Bruh, it's the, it's the last days, bro. And if this nigga get another term, it's really going to be the last days. You're going to see a, <laughs> you're going to see the beast come out the sea. <laughs> And behold, I saw a pale white horse. <laughs> like, bro, this shit is wild. Yeah. The last days. Lord, help us. I just can't honestly process another term. Dude, dude this jazz playlist is going well with the vibe. Yeah, it is. It is. I can appreciate this. It's not um, overpowering my thoughts. I couldn't hear myself. Think earlier yeah Yeah. um man i just really 2021 has got to be like it's got to be way better than this like it can't i feel like we're gonna look up next to be like we were wrong about that hey the first first day of this year we thought we were about to be like you know going into this year yeah it's just gonna be a new me (laughs) i'll be out here fucking these bitches (laughs) little did we know 
you know, in a weird way though, this has been a good year for us. Like personally, personally, yeah. Like I feel like we're both coming into ourselves. I feel like a lot of people are because we had just had time to sit out and think. Like, what am I doing wrong? It's also one of those things to like. Am I the reason that the world is hard? <laughs> you just, I think also you just really start to, um, you start to learn yourself and what you can do without and still be okay. Yeah. It's, things look frivolous when you're trying to literally survive and make sure that all your family is surviving. Mm-hmm. You move a little bit different when you're like, I don't want to get my parents sick so they die. And I don't know why that's not enough for some of these ungrateful sons of bitches. People still just want to be out here getting their fits off at these events. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it's only happening because they are allowed the access. That's why shit needs to be shut down. Because if you give the niggas the opportunity to get crazy... Versus being responsible, they're gonna choose get crazy. Oh yeah, they always choose chaos. Chaos is the only constant in civilization, or just living in itself. Chaos is—it's not unique to any of us. We all have chaos. I mean, like that's what life is. Life is chaos, like. It's just the organizational <laughs> structure of life, like the life is chaos. Might be a time. <laughs> I mean, it's there's true. So many things being born and being killed at the same moment all the time. There's always something new being born. There's always you know what I'm saying? things are always and shifting, everything. and you know, like it's just a bunch of chaotic energy. I mean, that's also the story of of our universe. To be honest, don't don't mean to uh, bother you, uh, creationists out there. But this thing called the Big Bang Theory, this is totally how the universe is born. Just an explosion of life. Man, we're in our lyrical miracle bag. We need to start listening to jazz more. When we <laughs> like, man, yeah, we let this shit pop off. <laughs> oh, fuck. Also, I guess I gotta talk about uh first issue of Black Huntsville's out. Bang bang gang gang. Turn up. Bro, I got so many notifications yesterday. It was giving me anxiety to be honest. And then I was really being like, man, I gotta figure out a way to deal with this. Yeah, being a bad bitch is uh It's it's exhausting. So much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like I I honestly don't understand how people can do like influencer shit for a living and just like always be in the camera and posting and making shit that just feels exhausting and that i know the girls are out here making coin getting paid but they working their asses off for but this that too. is a lot of work like yeah a lot of people like always knocking to be like get a real job that's, bro, that's work keeping up with oof Mm-mm. Bro, the stuff that we're doing with this and with our personal side projects and stuff, I don't know. This is getting to me, man. 
it's a lot of promotion and a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. I also don't like to be a uh, procrastinator as much as I used to be. So I try to at least r- reel that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I had to send her. I still hadn't sent her the pictures for the articles. And she hit me up like last week. So she was like pictures. And I was like, oh, oh my bad. And she was like, you were about to get cussed out. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Black women will hold me accountable though. So I respect it. <laughs> yes, we will. And I am luckily surrounded by black women. So I I, I feel like I'm living my best life. Hey. <laughs> Bro, my jazz playlist is sick. That might be my favorite playlist I've made. That or the what's the yeah, I played this one going into work one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is good Sunday music. Mm-hmm. This is porch sitting. Oh yeah, Sunday music. Our four twenty playlist was dope too. The true. That's the one we did the most. I feel like that's yeah. That might be the one we did the most most collab. Collab, yeah. I eventually joined both of them together, like our old one and new one. So it's like a, let me see. It's a seven hour and 52 minute playlist. Oh, that's dope. I love long playlists. Love that for us. You know, what's the next playlist we need to make? I got... We, I need you to finish the gospel playlist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to do. All right. The best way to do it, I think, is if you just copy the playlist and then you start one in yours and paste it and then just reorganize it and then send it back. Wait, what do you mean? Like you can copy a playlist and make oh, a new like one. Like it'll take, it'll copy the link. No, it'll copy all the songs that you can add it to another playlist. Oh, okay. So, like, if you chose songs and then you add it to the playlist and then organize it. That's how I did. That's kind of how I started the. I'm trying to remember which one it was. The Juneteenth one. I took an a old playlist that I had. And pasted it. And, oh, okay. But yeah, you can do that with other people's plays. Because <clears throat> I did. I, oh, that's what it was. I copied somebody's uh, High Fidelity playlist from all the songs from High Fidelity. That shit be riding, bro. Okay, wow. So that you can actually just like. Steal somebody's playlist. Plagiarize playlists out yep. here. Yep. I might be giving away free game too because you just go steal all our playlists. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, it is. That sucks because playlists are personal for some people. Most people don't realize they can do that. The only reason I know that is just because. Because you tried it. That and I had an iPod for so many years that I know how Apple does music stuff. Never would have tried that though. You can also take a playlist from one uh one platform and put it on another one with song shift. All my old playlists from Spotify, I took them off and I added them to. Okay, I wonder if that's how 
because Krista used to take like songs off YouTube. Oh yeah, you can download songs off YouTube. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that old school music pirate stuff. But is that a song shift thing too, or that's just a You can it's different things you can do with. It's just like you can take videos off Twitter. That's how I got all our clips for a soundboard. Mm-hmm. Soundboard. Mm-hmm. It's just hack I know you shit. can do that with like visual things. I just didn't know you could do that so much with audio. Yeah. You can rip audio off of anything. It's a little bit harder with Apple Music, but you still ways to, around it. Mm-hmm. The only problem is sometimes on some platforms, when like for a while, Jay Z's music wasn't on Spotify. So any playlist I made with Apple Music that I wanted to put on Spotify also would have the Jay Z songs omitted. Same with Prince. Okay, but for the most part now you can listen to almost anything. But yeah, see. Never would have, never would have found that out. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm a. I used to steal music. <laughs> I was a music pirate. <laughs> Same, but I guess I just wasn't doing it on your level. It's also like you can, uh, you can literally Google any album and put R A R after it dot R A R, and you can download the full album for free. I've been doing that since college, though. Who just knows that? People that know how to steal music. Sheesh. I love so much music that I had to rob the artist for it. How did you stumble upon that? <laughs> when I was at Gremlin, uh, I would stay out of my room for so long and I would be on the free Wi-Fi with my laptop mm-hmm. that I just figured out how to do it. Because at first I would go on blogs and they would have the links. And then I was like, why don't I just Google this and bypass it? And then you had stuff like uh, Sin Share and other things. And also, I got so good at it, I was downloading full discographies. Like, I have Masterpiece full discography. <laughs> and I have it saved on a USB drive. Damn. USB drives. I still use that with my truck, though. I like, like I, oh, wow. Yeah, I have a 64 gigabyte flash drive that i put i okay. plugged in my car i don't know that you can do that with a usb yeah and then on a uh, sync you can do you can look at it from just reading it like it's a, a mp3 drive mm-hmm. or you can read it like it's an actual computer drive and you can look through files and make playlists and stuff i'm a fucking nerd yeah, because <laughs> who fucking knew? Not me. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.